SBS Radio. Auntie Hazel is joining us on NITV Radio to share her story, being smoke-free for over 12 months, and add her voice to quit Victoria's campaign, encouraging Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people wanting to quit smoking to call the Aboriginal hotline. A call reiterated in the context of Close the Gap Day. Welcome to NITV Radio, Auntie Hazel. Thank you. Now, Auntie Hazel, we're catching up today in the sidelines of the Close the Gap Day, as I just said. And uh, there's a call to mob to quit smoking, which is one of the contributors to poor health outcomes. But before we delve into this campaign and this call, you have a particular story on how you stopped smoking. Yes, it has. And your story starts at a very particular day, February 11, 2021. Take us through what happened on that day. On that day, I went to Ballarat Hospital for a stress test, thinking that I was just going in there, having a test and coming home. But that was not wasn't meant to be. I was sent downstairs to wait on a bed to be admitted to the wards. So waiting down in A&E for some time, you know, like time had passed, you see lots of people passing through, and then all of a sudden they'll get a bed. And I spent three days in Ballarat um, doing tests that um, was to run dye through my um, through my veins to my heart to see what was the condition, what it was. And it was found out that I had the left side of my heart had no blood pumping. So the man said to me, oh, well, it's amazing that I'm alive today um, on this table because it's pretty serious and um, I recommend that you have to go and have a triple bypass. So I was sent back to the ward and then on the 14th of February, I was waiting to see which hospital I was going to get, whether it was Geelong or Melbourne. But during this time, because I was a smoker... I really did want to have a smoke, but there was no way of getting out. Well, there was ways of getting out, but it was complicated. as in signing back in, getting tested for COVID, etc. So that was all in on play as well. So I just didn't bother, and um, and anyway, my smokes had gone back to Dimboola in the car with my daughter on the fourteenth of February. I was told that. I was to go to the Alfred Hospital to have my bypass done and then that had upgraded prior to getting into the ambulance and a rough ride at that. Um, it was went from triple bypass to quadruple bypass. Getting to Melbourne, I just um, was just locked in the hospital. Like it was just being locked down and you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And... These symptoms. So I had my operation on the fifteenth of February, and after that, I don't remember too much um, what went on. But I think the smoking and the symptoms. I was very lucky that I had the withdrawals probably mixed up with my pain yeah. of the operation. So that. And- made it a bit easier journey for me, I think. Your condition was caused by smoking? But it was my cholesterol. 
uh, built up, built up over the years. Yeah, it was a, a thing that was built up over years. It wasn't the man. The I don't know what they call them, but they do your blood, you know, put the dye through. He told me that it was, um, it wasn't a short thing. It was a long, long time ago that this started happening, and you know, like for my it to be in that condition. Usually, people take a long time quitting. It takes uh, several attempts. I've got family members myself who are smokers, and uh, some have been trying to quit for the last maybe ten years. It's uh, on and off. They try, and then after three weeks of uh, not smoking, they relapse, go back into smoking, and so on. Some stop. Just uh, they go cold turkey. So your experience was uh, because of this particular. Uh, surgery that was about to happen. Yes, I, I I'm very because I as myself I've got um, relatives who've been on the journey of trying to quit or quit whichever way they went. Um, and I was looking at them and I thought, oh, what, you know, if I was to to do that, I don't think I could handle it that way. Like you know, having patches and and things like that and going curl turkey and but it doesn't. Um, doesn't worry me to be around smokers or to talk to them because uh, I've been down that path. I know what it's like to be a smoker. But um, it doesn't, I don't have a relapse. You know, like there's no trigger in me that says, oh God, I've just been here, I need to smoke. Yeah. And before your operation, did you have any signs like shortness of breath or weakness or uh, extreme tiredness or things like that? It's hard to say because it, it sort of all sprung on me, pushed on me on the one day. And it's hard to say I probably did have shortness of breath, but not knowing that it was due smoke or heart or what it was. So I have no idea. But um, I dare say that I did. I wasn't the greatest walker, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't go too far and get a happy puppy and then have to rest. Are you familiar with Quit Victoria's program to help mob quit smoking? Um, yes, I think it's come through the um, oh, our co-op. Yeah. They have a lot of things on the quit programs and stuff, which I have attended and looked at. I've read the pamphlets. I've done everything that's possible, but I just didn't have that inkling to give up smoking at that stage. So. Yeah. It just didn't, like some people don't even bother. Yeah. What is it? Like being stubborn. You don't want to conform to what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And oh, Auntie Hazel, what would be your message to the community uh, considering your own experience? Because I've given up smoking through this other different way, I think people, need, they don't need to have an operation, of course, but um, they just, if they're, quite willing in their mind that they want to give up smoking or even try is to go ahead and try and see what's out there. Go to your co-op or your health centre and um, ask for all the information and all the help they can get is, is, the, is the main thing. They need support um, in this journey because some of them could have been smoking for more years than what I would have been. Yeah, and it said that uh, Quit Victoria has highly trained and passionate Aboriginal counsellors who can provide that kind of support. Yes, I, 
I, I do. I've read that and I've got um, information, as I said, a lot of information. I, and I do a lot of reading and so, you know, I understand that. But it's that I can't really put myself in their shoes, the people who wanted to quit smoking because I thought I had this was under sickness, you know, and there was no no way about it. I, did, I went into hospital in February and I didn't return out of that hospital until the end of March. That's when, And all that time. time I was in pain. Also, then I think the motions of, and, you know, like the um, wanting to quit was never entered in my mind, but it was there. And I thought, well, when I go come out, well, that's a good thing in the end. Yeah. I'd say because I have... Um, I can tell you what I've spent on smokes. I could saving, like it's an Indian, I don't know if it's a saving, but I'm spending it on my crafts, arts and crafts, materials and stuff like that, and special things to do. How much were you spending in average per week or per month on smokes? Probably three packs, like these are when they were, I'm not a bit dear now, but. Around about, oh, well over $100, I'd say, within the three days that I got them. Like, I I didn't smoke, I wasn't a heavy smoker, as in, you know, smoke, get the packet and smoke it up. I sort of tried to last it over three days. That's about... And then buy another pack, like a pack of 50s or a pack of 30s. Yeah. So, it, you sort of, um, well, I did anyway, I averaged myself, and... Um, I reckon I was spending over nearly to $200 would be, I think. A month? Oh, no, no, not a month. A week? A month would have been about around a week. Say 100 a week, which is 400 a month, isn't it? Before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to add that we haven't mentioned? No, as I say, people need to, to, to want to... Give up. It's a bit like being a drinker, I suppose. You know, you want to want to give up for yourself and your family, but mainly for yourself. You're not going to do it if you're going to say, "Oh, it's for everyone else." You know, not for me. Yeah. But I think you got to put yourself out there first, and I'll give up for myself. And that day will come when I will give up. It's not something that's not going to just fall in your lap. And Hazel, thank you very much for talking to us today and uh, share your story with our listeners. And um, thank you, Bertram, for listening and having me on your show. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.